Boom! There it is, ladies and gentlemen. We're back. It's Monday. And, you know, one of the things that we talk about often, and we even have a section in our 5 a.m. morning club, is reading. But if you're like me, you're not the fastest reader. But today's guest is going to show us a little of what he knows on how to take that to the next level. So here we go, ladies and gents. Let's get this show started. Three, two, one. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. (laughs) Drop some heat. All right, all you business pros out there, before we jump into the show, just a quick reminder, as always, to please subscribe on whichever platform it is that you're listening to us on today. Give us a like, give us a follow, subscribe, drop a review, help other like-minded business owners find value from our awesome guests while we rise up in those podcast rankings. We'll sincerely appreciate every single one of you for it, and if you want to be a guest on the show, we'd love to have you on to learn from you as well. Go to www.businesspros.biz, schedule your time, and don't forget to follow us on all our social medias at Business Bros Pod. All right, everybody, we're so excited and honored to bring another incredible guest to the Business Bros Pod. Our guest today has spent more than 35 years perfecting the techniques that landed him in the Guinness Book of World Records for reading faster than anyone on this planet. We're talking 300 pages in five minutes or less. And if you're like me and you have a bunch of unread books in your bookcase, our guest can help you turn your dusty library of books into knowledge that you can fully absorb. Reading faster than ever is awesome, but it is just one part of what our guest has spent the better part of his adult life, teaching people. He is helping professionals, students, executives, and people from all walks of life learn how to maximize their ability to learn faster, comprehend better, and retain more of the information that's being constantly thrown at us. If you want to learn the secrets to speed reading, mind math, accelerated studying, and infinite memory, you have got to stay tuned to this episode. Joining us today from Berg Learning out of the great country of Texas, the world's fastest reader and three-time author on speed reading, welcome to the show, Howard Berg! All right, Howard, welcome to the program. And you've been on a podcast tour lately, but three minutes in, what do you think of the show so far? I'm really enjoying it. Just when I'm in Florida, we moved from Texas a year ago, but you weren't ah. we moved. But well, you know, you got to link, you, you got to update your LinkedIn. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but hey, Florida, you know, Florida, Texas, a lot of, it's a lot of things in common these days. Yeah, COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say it. You did. <laughs> First of all, congratulations on the Guinness Book of World Records. I mean, that's got to be amazing. Fastest reader in the world. That's super impressive. Um, you. you know, I can pretend to read fast. My problem with reading has always been comprehension. Like, I can go over the words. Doesn't mean that what I'm going to read is going to sink in. Uh, you know, it, how, how do you do it? Like, is there some massive secret or is this just a practice skill? Um, a little both, boss. If you'd like, I'll actually show you how to read faster and boost comprehension because you're completely right. No one wants to read faster. 
learn faster, understand better, remember it when you need it. Uh, that's what people want. Uh, you could read a book slowly and, and still have no idea what you read and be unable to use it. And people do that all the time. So speed isn't the, the thing. I did a four-year psych program in one year while majoring in biology. And then I got in the 99th percentile of the bio GRE by reviewing 48 bio books in three nights, like biochemistry and cell physiology and genetics. That, that's pretty high-level learning. It's not a Harry Potter book. So if you'd like, I can actually share with our audience how to get started so they can start boosting what they do and make some more money. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, it's funny because it reminds me of, I mean, James and I are huge Marvel nerds. He's more of a Marvel nerd than I am, but we're still pretty big Marvel nerds. Yeah. Uh, and it reminds me of when uh, when they send Tony all this information on the <laughs> Uh, on, on like they just send him a whole portfolio of stuff and he's the only one that quote unquote did the reading him and him and uh bruce banner but it, it's trippy because for them they have a photographic memory like for them it's they flip pages they remember everything they pull information no problem you're talking about not only reading quickly you're going to show us how to do that but to retain and to be able to pull that information at will right I'll teach you that too all right, how do we do this? How do how, how you want to do Let's this? Let's go step one, reading faster, okay? And then we'll go to comprehending better, and then we'll go to retaining, because those okay. are all three different skills, but really significant. Most speed reading programs don't work. because They're focusing on speed, and that's not what people want. It's important to read faster, but not if you don't understand and remember it, then it's completely useless information. Uh, so I'll, I'll start with uh, speed. So when we're done, pick a book you've read, preferably a nonfiction book, and time yourself for a minute. Use your smartphone or watch and just read normal. Do nothing different. Go to the first chapter, read for a minute, see how far you get. Take a pen or a pencil, mark off where you finish. See, measured. That's how far I read now. Now the magic. Go to the second chapter and take your hand and go across one line at a time from the left to the right margin, with your eyes following your hand, and this is the key, as fast as you could comprehend. So as long as you know what you're reading, go quicker and quicker and quicker. And since this is a book you already understand, the only reason you know is you're going too fast. Mm -hmm. So when you reach a point where you don't know what you're reading, that's when you hit your ceiling. Go back down just enough so the comprehension's there, and for five minutes, go as fast as you could comprehend, not faster and not slower. Now go back to the first chapter where you tested yourself. Time yourself for a minute, use your hand as fast as you could comprehend and you'll go 20 to 40% further than the mark you put there in the first minute. That's step one. All right, so using your hand, the motion that your hand goes across the page is guiding your fingers, I mean, it's guiding your eyes as well. Right. So, so yes. you're, you're keeping the focus essentially, right. Using a pointer, uh, like a cat in a laser, essentially. Right. Grabbing your attention. That's a good analogy. Now uh, you mentioned comprehension. I have a funny story about 20, 25 years ago when MSNBC first launched, one of their first hosts was Dick Cavett. He was a very famous host in the sixties and seventies. And we got to be friends after the interview. He told me a funny story that Woody Allen had taken Evelyn Woods, which was the big speed reading program, 
and he read War and Peace, which is enormous, in five minutes. And Dick said, that's incredible. What do you remember? And Woody said, it's about the Russian Revolution, and that's all I remember. That was <laughs> it was a math book. I think it's a science book. That's what you learn at high speed. Nobody wants that. So I fixed it. The guy who owned Evelyn Woods in its heyday was Maurice Thompson Jr. And he hired me to teach my system to his son. He said, you went past speed reading, speed learning. Let me show you what I did is I took what I learned about the brain and graduate courses in reading. And one of the key elements in comprehension is called schema. And I'm going to demonstrate specifically how it works to create comprehension. I'll read a passage with no schema. It'll be very confusing. The words are simple, but you won't know what I'm telling you. Then I'll read it a second time with a one-word title that has schema, and instantly everything will make sense. So we'll see how schema works. Is that okay? Yeah, I'm game. Let's do this. This is the schemaless text. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home but you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake and may cost you quite a bit of money. You have no idea what I'm talking about. There's no schema. I'll read it a second time with a title, one word that has schema and watch how fast it all makes sense. Ready? Go. Laundry, laundry. This is an easy thing to do. If possible, you could do it at home but you could always go someplace else if it's necessary. Beware of overdoing it. This is a major mistake and it cost you quite a bit of money. And now you know exactly what I'm telling you. By teaching people where these clues are, they're like a decoder ring. You could read very technical business books with lots of very high level information at two to four times your regular speed and understand better that you're not just going quickly through text, but you know where you need to look to make sense out of what you're seeing. So that's one of the things I'm doing that's been very different. Plus, in the past, with speed reading, you had to go quickly all the time. It was just those hand movements. And if you slowed down to learn something you didn't know, you lost your speed. With mm. my system, you could slow down to learn a word or an idea or a formula that was unfamiliar and immediately go back to top speed. So it fixed a lot of those problems. But the next thing you asked me, which is very relevant to what you want to know, is, comp is retention. And if you would like, I can actually show you how to start on that as well. Yeah. So, all right. Step number one was we're going to use our fingers and we're going to follow along uh, as fast as we can where we are still comprehending the words, right? So in other words, we're That's making right. sense of what's coming out. Uh, a second tip you gave for, for uh, you called it schema. So for me, the way it sounded like is I'm looking for key indicators in my text that make the rest of the sentences make sense, right? So everything else is, is just framed sentence frames and segments of, of pieces of information that are only relevant if I know what I'm talking about, this general concept. And, yes, and the way yes. I'm thinking about it is at the beginning of a chapter, at the intro to a paragraph, at the subheadings of, of what I'm what I'm reading gives me a good context or some context clues anyways into what I'm about to read so that the rest is um, identifying that main context, right? It, it, that's how I understood it. Did I hear you correctly? Good. No, you're right on. You're right on target. You, you're doing exceptionally well. 
Very few people get it as well as you did that quickly. So, yes, you're right. So now we're going to give you 10 things to remember. I won't show you how, and you won't be able to. Then I'll show you how. And not only will you be able to, but when we're done, I'm going to show you that it's a tool. You'll use it for the rest of your life in business. And here's a little caveat. You only remember 10% of what you read, but 90% of what you say and do. This is a tool you want to remember. When I ask you to say, do that, and our audience, do it with us, and I'll lock it in. And then I'll show you how to use it in business as, as a time saver that you'll be able to use forever. Are you ready? Go for it. I'm going to give you 10 things to remember. Pole, shoes, tricycle, car, glove, gun, dice, skate, cat, and bowling pins. I'm going to bet right now you don't know 10 things backwards and forwards effortlessly. A couple, but not all 10. Is that a fair? That's statement? fair. You win it. You win at it pretty quick. Let me see. Let me well, see. I'm going to go quick now and you're going to remember it. Just well, let me show you how. All right. All right. Well, let me, let me give you. Let me let me tell you how I would have approached this, right? So if let's say you gave me those ten words um, a little bit slower, the way I would have done it in my mind, if I'm trying to remember something, is I'll tell a story in my head, right? So like I would have been like, you know, there's this pair of shoes that's like walking up the pole that you know, I, I would have to tell a story in my head for those, even if the story doesn't make any sense, right? Like I, I don't remember all the words, but if, if that's what I would have done to do that. Um, it would to work. try to remember it. That's another system, and it's a good system. So I'm not going to tell you you're wrong. You're not. But for what we're trying to do, you'll see the reason I'm going in a different direction. I'm going to show you the speed learner list, a little Ooh. different. And this is something the ancient Greeks discovered thousands of years ago. Take a list you know that's hanging in your memory, and I'm going to bet you can count to 10. You already know 10 numbers. We're going to use the numbers you know that are hanging in your memory to hang each of those 10 things on super quickly. So this is called pegging. What you were talking about is called linking, and that works too. It's a different approach, and it's also effective. There's no one way to learn. So when I teach, I teach people a toolbox. Say, here's what works. What you use in a subject you know well and have a good background in would be very different it's something you know nothing about. Mm. Uh, reading a science book could be different than learning a language, which could be different than reading a novel, which is different than reading the newspaper. Each of those is reading, but with a different level of expectation and level of learning. So one thing isn't going to work for everyone every time, but there is something that will. And I teach all of the things. This is one of them. So we're going to go first. The number one looks like a pole, like a flagpole hmm. or a lamp pole. It looks like the number one. And when I say one, you and our audience say pole. Ready? One. Oh, good. We're on our way. Two is shoes because you wear two shoes. What's two? Shoes. What was one? Pole. Getting easier. Three is a tricycle. Three wheels on a tricycle. What's three? Tricycle. Two. P uh, shoes. One. Oh, good. See, it's a little different than what you described, but it's working. Four is a car. There's four tires on a car. What's four? Car. What was two? Jump to two. Shoes. One. Pole. Three. 
Tricycle. I'm going fast. It's easy. Five is a glove. How many fingers in a glove? Five. What's five? Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Hole. I'm going backwards. It doesn't matter. Six gun. When I lived in Texas, they were cowboys. They loved guns. Six gun. What's six? Um, we'll say that again. What was it? Six gun. Like a cowboy. Six gun. Six oh, yeah. Gun. Like a revolver. Yes. There you go. Six. Gun. Four. A car. Two. Shoes. We're almost done. Seven is lucky in dice. Seven is lucky in dice. Seven. Dice. Five. Giving you a clue. Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Great. Rhymes work. Say eight skate. Eight skate. What's eight? Skate. Good. Six. What did they love in Texas? Shoot them. Guns. Four. Car. Two. Shoes. Okay. Lives of a cat. Nine lives. Cats have nine lives. Nine. Cat. Cat. What's nine? Cat. What game was seven lucky in? Which game? Dice. Five is a? Glove. Three. Tricycle. One. Pole. Last one. Ten. How many bowling pins in a lane? Ooh, ten. Ten bowling pins. What's one? Pole. What's two? Shoes. What's three? Tricycle. What's four? Car. Five. Glove. Six. Texas. Gun. Seven's lucky in. Dice. Eight rhymes with. Skate. Nine is a. Cat. What was ten? Damn, I forgot ten. <laughs> game, game with ten. Ten is bowling pins. There you go. So now you've got ten numbers. This is a system for learning numbers, speed memorizing numbers. Let me show you how it would be used in business. Let's imagine. That's what I was about to ask. I'm like that. That was that was too convenient. Like you pick those words. You <laughs> had those words. Reason. You're right. Like, There's a reason because this is going to use in business for learning numbers. Let me show you how the specifics. You're in a hotel and your room is three one four. How many times by the time you left the building you forgot what room you were in? Happens to a lot of people. So turn the numbers to pictures. Three is a tricycle. One is a pole. Four is a car. car. Bake a movie. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. A tricycle hits a pole on a car. Tricycle, what number? Three. Hits a pole. One. On a car. Four. That's your hotel room. Tricycle, pole, car. It's also pi in geometry. 3.14. So kids use it for math and science and history dates, business people, room numbers, product skew numbers, due dates, percentages, and the zero because numbers have an alphabet, zero or nine. So the zero is the 10 bowling pins. So now you have a picture for every digit. And when you have to remember a series, take each picture, string them together in a meaningful movie. And when you play your movie back, you remember your numbers, and that's a speed memory system. Huh. Uh, all right, all right. So it's not necessarily that I was remembering what those cars or pole what it was. It's, it's so alphabet. that I can. 
it's like and create a mental picture kind of like what i was telling you beforehand where if yeah. you would have told me these series of things i could remember them if i created a movie in my head right if if there was yes. an image or a story that i could follow along because we as humans we do better with story right that that's exactly how we're going to remember things so if i have mental pictures that i can put together like walt disney in my mind all of a sudden i'm going to remember longer digit numbers because statistically we only really remember five to seven digits anyways right i yeah, mean that was yes, really where we yes. were at you're right you're right you're 100 percent right uh you're you're very very on target uh, what you mentioned by the way is one of the secrets to reading fast so you're driving in a car at 70 miles an hour on a highway you're reading the road front back left and right you're watching your gauges you're watching your gps you're bored turn on the radio, you have a friend in the car, you're talking, and then the phone rings and you're on the phone at the same time, and you're bored. You read a book at about 200 words a minute. That's the norm. Most people read between 150 and 400, and the most common speed is two. So you're reading in one direction when you're in a book, and you remember 10% the next day at 200 words a minute. You're reading in a car at 70 miles an hour in four directions and doing 10 things. Why is it easier in the car than the book? And the reason is, and you answered that, is when you're in a car, you see everything as a movie. You're taking everything in analog. You're taking it in its pictures. When you read a book, it's like there's a little person in back of your head talking one word at a time. You're mm -hmm. using your eyes to hear a book, and that's not what the eyes are designed for. Vision is analog. You see everything at once. Look at all the books behind me. If you had to read every flap on each book, it would take you hours, but you see them instantly. So vision is instantaneous, a movie, a painting, instant, whereas sound is music. It's one note at a time. It's digital. So we're reading digitally when we're reading something analog. Because the book is a picture called letters. And mm. instead of seeing the book, we hear the book. And what I'm teaching people is how to have a more visual experience while reading. So they see the movie just like you described. And when I'm playing my movie back, like I read the healthcare bill on Cavuto, which was 1,500 pages of boring material Ooh. in 50 minutes and did a complete analysis. And what I did is I played my movie back of what the key elements were in the bill. And as I played the movie, I could see the information in the pictures in my movie I needed to convey. And that's exactly what you said. So you were right. It's all about making movies more efficiently when reading. And mama said that I was gonna go blind if I stood in front of the TV too long, right? Look at that. It was a skill that I ended up learning. Now, you know, and and you know, Howard, it's funny that you say that because for me, reading a book has never has always been a struggle. I tend to fall asleep when I'm reading an actual physical book, but an audio book, I throw the audio book on and that thing can go on for hours on end. And I feel like I comprehend a lot more. And I think it's, it's exactly with how you described that little person in the back of my mind is hearing and turning those images or those, those, what I'm listening to into images in my mind. And I'm able to re recall that a little bit easier. I'm not distracted by my hands and my fingers. And I tend to increase the, listen to an audiobook. I listen to it in one and a half to two times the speed as normal. 
And, you know, as, as I'm hearing you describe yeah. the way you're training people to do reading, it's, it's almost like I'm, I'm already doing that on the, on the audio sense. I've, I've taken bits and pieces of what you've, uh, what you're, you're teaching people to do. I'm just applying that to the audiobook version. Um, you know, when, when you, when you're reading text, when you read something super, well, let's say just call it super boring, like a bill written by a bunch of lawyers, uh, <laughs> How do you stay, how, what, what's the story that you're creating in your head? How are you keeping that focus? I mean, are you using the same type of, of movie strategy or, you know, cause I'll be honest. I mean, buy-in is important to get somebody to buy in, to want to do something. That's where I think a lot of the actual progression works. That's where they're going to learn something. But if it's something boring that I don't want to read, I got a lot of students who are, you know, taking chemistry. They don't like chemistry, taking math. They don't like math. How do I get them to succeed at something like that when they don't have buy-in? You brought two things up. I'm going to address both of them. One is more people today are not reading physical books. They're watching podcasts. They're listening to audio books. They're watching videos. Or if they are reading a book, it's more likely on a Kindle or an iPad or a computer screen than a physical book because that's the nature of today's world. So, I designed a new program, which is free in my regular program. It's included on how to use e-readers and how to learn all these electronic things. So let me show you one of the ways to do that. And, and then I'll answer your other question, which is how do you stay focused and uh, attentive and boring material, which is really EQ, emotional intelligence. So first, learning in general, no matter what media. So when you're taking notes, Generally speaking, you're taking notes on what you're learning. That's what people take notes on. Unfortunately, that's only one-third of the information you could learn. Can I show you a way to triple the amount of information you get when taking notes? Hell yeah, please do. So take a word processor and set up a three-column table. Okay? The first column is what you normally would write, what you're learning. That's what most people's notes are. Now, the second column, this is big, is the meta program. What does that mean? What did the speaker or the writer do that made you go, wow, that's interesting. I really like that. That was great. Whatever they did to convey that fact that got you interested, entertained, excited, you can do that when you speak. You can hmm. do that when you write. You've learned a strategy for communicating effectively that gets people to go, wow, that was really great. It's a different type of information that you might be conveying, but you're using the strategy that makes people go, that's wonderful. I love what you just did and how you did it. So that's column two. What are you seeing them do that gets your attention, that makes it interesting, that wows you, gives you that wow state. Now the third column, this is very big. How will you use what you just learned? So imagine, I'm good friends with Dan Kennedy. You probably know he's one of the great marketing geniuses of all time. I used to lecture with Zig Ziglar and Dan a lot on stage. Ooh. And so if you go into a Dan Kennedy seminar and he showed you a new marketing concept, and I'm looking, going, I can double my, my, my sales if I do what he just showed me. So in the third column, I write down specifically what I intend to do when I get home to use what I just learned to double my sales. 
And what do you think I'm going to do when I go home? I look at that third column of all the things I intended to do to use the information I learned. And I'm going to use at least one to five things every day. And the big, the big win here is when I'm doing it, not reading or listening, but when I'm doubling my income, doing what he taught me, do you think I have to study that again? No. My income goes up 100%. No. So it's when you do things that you really learn. Watching, listening, that's good. It's a step. It's a stage. Applying, taking an action with the information is where it locks itself into your memory and becomes part of who you are. So those three columns, what you're learning, what they did to make it entertaining or interesting, and how you apply that in your business to make more money. That's a big win. Now, the other question you asked me was the EQ question. How do you avoid getting tired or bored or inattentive to information that you have absolutely no interest in? And that's really an emotional intelligence issue. And I'm going to actually show you how to create states. Uh, I was training the U.S. Special Forces at Fort Bragg just before COVID hit. I also trained the Royal Thai Army in Bangkok and the Canadian Special Forces in Toronto. They're very well trained, but often when they'll go on a mission, they're awake three or four days in a row. Mm. And if they don't remember what they learned because they're tired, they can get killed. So how do you keep attentive when your brain is exhausted from very demanding routines for four days? I'm going to show you how to wake up because this is a state. And what I'm showing you can apply to some of the other things you asked as well when I'm done. Is that okay? That's good. So we know the left side of the brain controls the right. We know the right controls the left. So I'd like you to do this with me. Take your left hand and touch your right shoulder, and then your right hand and touch your left, alternate. So it's like the Macarena without the music. Now, ideally, we should stand, but we're in front of microphones, so it wouldn't make sense for us to stand right now. For our audience, you'll get a better outcome if you stand. Take your left hand, and you can do this seated, by the way. Take your left hand, touch your right knee. Take your right hand, touch your left knee. And if you're standing, the knee's going to move. Mm -hmm. So both sides of your brain are doing something. Now grab your thumb like I am in your hand, like you're making a fist with your thumb in it, and say this like you mean it. I feel great. I yes. feel great. Yes, yeah. that's great. I like that. That's good. Some people go, I feel great. And that's how you're going to feel. Yeah. I got to mean you're it for real. I feel great. You're right. You got to be real. We're going to do three sets of these at my speed. When you're done, I'm going to show you to instantly wake up when you need to take a long, boring class. Or when you're in a meeting, it's boring. Or when you're driving in traffic, which we all know in San Diego and California is almost every time you get in the car. Every time. I grew up in Brooklyn, so I know traffic. So we're going to do this together. Are you ready? Yeah. Two, three, four, five, six. Knee taps. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? I feel, I feel great. great. Yes, you're really good at this. We're going to do another time. Good. A little faster. You ready? Starting All right. Shoulder taps. One, two, three, four, five, six. Knees. One, two, three, four, five, six. How do you feel? 
I feel great. Yes. Just tie as fast as you can. And when you're standing, stay away from a table so you don't bang your knees. Ready? <laughs> one, two, three, four, five, six. One, two, three, four, five, six. I feel great. Feel great. Yes. Yeah. And you know what happens when you do this three times? Nothing. Now, you probably would like something. So let me share that work. Remember Pavlov? He rang a bell. That's our rotary bell. I'm the president of my club. You can see the banner behind me. Salivate. He rang a bell. He fed a dog. He rang a bell. He fed a dog. He rang a bell. And the dog drooled. You don't want to drool. You do want to feel great. The latest studies show habits take 90 days to form, mm. not 30. So every day you do the slow, medium, fast, and every time I feel great, yes. Now you're in an important meeting. Don't stand up and tap your shoulders. <laughs> call an ambulance and throw you out of the room. Grab your thumb and say to yourself, I feel great, yes. That's your bell. Every time you did that, you stimulated your left brain, your right brain, both sides together, and woke yourself up. And your brain remembers the state that you created. This is the stimulus. That's the response. In the same way, you can learn relaxation. You can learn focus. You can learn interest. You can create a state before you need it. And when you create the state, you create a conditioned stimulus, an anchor. And when you trigger that anchor or that stimulus, your brain goes into the state. So you're able to become more attentive or more interested or more motivated when normally your brain would be tuning out what you're learning. So that's a big part of what I teach. I teach people to read faster, know what to look for. You don't learn things no one cares about. Learn how to analyze what you found that you didn't understand. You read the calculus book and can't solve a problem. You know the formula, but you don't know which one to use and when to use them. How to remember, and finally, how to be in the right state to remember it when you need to use it. So you're, so I teach you to drive. You fail the road test. Why? It was a test. I got nervous. What if I also taught you how to stay calm during the test? Would I have more successful students, more referrals? So emotional intelligence in your businesses. What states do people need to be in to do what you're telling them successfully? And what are you doing to create that state and eliminate negative states? When you tell people the information, it isn't enough to tell them what they need to know. How many times has someone told you what you need to know? By the time you got home, you didn't remember what they told you. Totally. What if you didn't just tell people what they need to know, but how to remember it when they need to know it? Mm. How many more referrals would you have? And use language that has good schema, words that make sense to them, not just to you. And those are three big business tips I wanted to share today on your business show. Howard, what an episode, man. Everything from, uh, I got a picture now. Let's see, one pole, two shoes, three tricycle, four car, five gloves, six gun, was it seven dice, eight was skate, nine cats, and then 10 pins. Like, there you go. <laughs> If you don't know what those are, then you got to go back and listen. But these are uh, little hooks and anchors to help us start remembering things a little make bit better. Money. Make business, money. Business is based on one thing, what you know. I mean, live in a knowledge-based economy. Now imagine, you could read a book in an hour easily. I had an 84-year-old in Pasadena, a little old lady from Pasadena, Ruth Lubin, read three books in three hours. So I know you could do a book in an hour. 
Imagine every day for one hour, you learn a skill, Photoshop, photography, video, copywriting, communicating. Every day, you have 365 business skills in a year. And then in two years, you got 365 times two. In 10 years, you got 3,650 skills. What happens to your business? What happens to your profits? What happens to your bottom line? It's all based on what you know and what you can do. And what I'm showing people is the single most important thing in business, which is how to learn and think so you can use what you know to be successful and profitable and stay ahead of the competition. Well, Howard, how do people get a hold of you if they want to learn more? Berg Learning, like my name, B-E-R-G, learning.com. And this will help them read, write, memorize, do numbers. It'll help them. I wrote a book in five hours, went number one on Amazon Ooh. the next day. It's as easy as everything I showed you. Everything I teach is easy. So they can try that with the writing program because business is about writing marketing copy, web copy, doing flyers, brochures, business cards. What you write determines if people are going to be interested in what your message is. By the way, 100%. you did a very good message on your on your intro. You did a really fantastic job. That's a good example. Someone who knows what they're doing. But everyone in business needs that skill. So what I'm doing is teaching them how to think and learn and understand and connect dots so they can innovate and stay ahead and be successful. And if things change, ask Blockbuster what happens when you don't adapt to change. Ask Sears and JCPenney. What happens when you don't adapt to change? If you're doing something well today, don't count on it working tomorrow. Things change. Businesses have gone under that have been successful for decades because they didn't keep up with the changes going on around them. Don't get complacent and think because you're making money today, it'll work in 10 or 20 years from now. The people who will succeed are the people who can learn and change quickly when things change. Like I just made a program on how to do ebooks and how to learn verbally and audio programs and visual programs because that's the world we're in. People don't just read books anymore. And if I didn't do that, I'd be a dinosaur. I'd have 10 people who read physical books, get my program. But now I'm appealing to everyone who has to learn in any medium. And that's really what you need to do in your business. You have to change as things change or you go out of business. That's the bottom line today. You are 100% right, and I couldn't have said it any better myself, ladies and gentlemen. I grew up in the G.I. Joe era, and they said knowledge is, is, is knowledge is power, right? Like, that's it, right? Knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe's got it right. It's half the battle. Now, if you can pull that knowledge out when you need it, if you can acquire new knowledge as fast as you're getting it, then you have the keys to success. And I love how you put that, the three columns that we learned today. I mean, just that very last column to put into action. Because look, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to learn a lot of stuff. You learned something in the last 40 minutes of this episode. There's a lot of stuff you learned. And if you don't take action, then it's just going to be a waste of information that's just sitting in some hard drive, living in your brain somewhere. Put it into action. Howard, thank you very much for being on the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, one more time, berglearning.com. If you guys want to learn how to read faster, get yourself in a position where you're reading the information, keeping that information, retaining it, and using it as easy as you want, berglearning.com. And if you guys want to be on the show, you need help with your marketing material, businessbros.biz. Howard, thank you very much for being on the show. And uh, ladies and gents, we'll see you guys all manana. Peace. And we're out.
Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.